0: What's up, skeptics? I'm your host, Zoe McDaniel, and you're listening to Professional Skepticism. Today is Tuesday, June 7th. I am recording by myself today, and I'm in the new studio, aka just the extra bedroom in the new house that I share with my dad and Mandy, but as you could probably tell from the last couple of episodes, I was struggling to get it acoustically treated and sounding good. I was in here recording, and I literally sounded like I was underwater. It sounded so bad. And I was kind of having a meltdown because I really didn't want to spend the money to build sound panels. I recently left my job where I would have gotten a good discount on buying the materials to make those sound panels. So I was like, oh, I really don't want to go buy all that stuff. So I did a lot of research on, like, what can help a room not be echoey aesthetically. So there's like plants in here. I did get like those like cute foamy hexagon and square panels that you can put on the walls. I got this huge, like eight by 10 fucking majestical rainbow rug in here. It's on the floor. And then I've got plants hanging. And after like basically a month, we've been in this house a month now, I've figured it out And it sounds really good in here. And my friend TJ, who is on next week's episode, came over to record yesterday. And he said it sounds good. And he's like a producer. And he works in a studio. So I'm going to just roll with it. I'm so happy. This room is so cute. It's like my little safe space where I'm going to make art, work on the podcast. And my dreams are coming true. So that's my little life update there. I also wanted to let you guys know that... I have created a Patreon for professional skepticism, and there are four tiers. So the first tier is Supportive Skeptic, and that's just a $3 monthly donation to help keep the podcast running. I do put a lot of money into the podcast, getting equipment, getting things ready, because I love this shit. So if you like what I'm doing and you want to just help keep it going, you can do that tier. There's also a $5 tier, a $10 tier, and a $15 tier, and those are the suspicious skeptic, the professional skeptic, and the sexy skeptic in that order. And they all have different um, perks to them. So the sexy skeptic gets like merch. So that's why it's a little bit more pricey. And these are all monthly subscriptions. And then there's going to be like, ask me anything. You can suggest episode topics and vote on episode topics. There's going to be some bonus content, behind the scenes content. It's live. There's nothing up there yet, but go check it out. Um, I also, if you don't want to do that, there is a way if you go on the website, so that would be anchor.fm slash podcast. And all of this is like linked in my Instagram and you'll find it there on my link tree. But you can support the podcast there and you can put like whatever kind of monetary amount you want. And I'm pretty sure it's just like a one-time thing. So if you want to do that, you can also do that. Um, Or you don't have to do any of that at all. You can literally just share the podcast, rate the podcast, spread the word. Um, But any support and help is so appreciated. I love you guys so much. I love doing this. I have so much fun. So I just wanted to let you know. Other than that, um, that's pretty much my life updates. Like things are going pretty good. I'm having a lot of fun. Last night I was at the open mic and I had on like an overall dress And I felt this like scratching on my body and I was like, what is that? And I stuck my hand down there and I felt something on my leg. So I picked it up and I pulled it out and it was a fucking bug, like this big ass fly. And then I let it go and it flew up into the air. And as this man was walking down the street, it flew into his eye and he like just gently wiped his eye away. And I was like, sir, that was a bug that was in my dress. And he was like, um, okay. Yeah, I just felt like sharing that. Um, Anyways, today's topic I'm really excited about because it's a conspiracy theory. And this podcast is about scandals, conspiracies, and convictions. And conspiracies is kind of the only one I haven't really touched on quite as much, which a lot of people are like, what the heck? Um, You talk about conspiracies. I don't see any conspiracies in your episode list. Well, that's about to change. I don't know if the 27 Club counts as a conspiracy. Like, I feel like it kind of crosses over into that realm. But today, we are going to talk about the Flat Earth Conspiracy Theory. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So, the definition of a theory is... A supposition or a system of ideas intended to explain something, especially one based on general principles, independent of the thing to be explained. So what I'm understanding from that is like, it's like when you answer a question with a question or like you define a word with the word and the definition, like you can't do that. It's like you're explaining why something works because of this other outside reason, some sort of scientific reason that's like, oh, well, that's why that happens. So I wanted to define a theory because flat earthers claim that their beliefs are technically a theory. However, I'm pretty sure you can't claim something is a theory unless it has actual support or evidence that would lean toward the theory being plausible. So basically, we call things theories when we cannot prove them entirely, like 100% prove them because we're humans and we don't know everything that there is to know about everything, but we're pretty sure that it's true. So I've added conspiracy to the concept of the flat earth conspiracy theory because that is what it is, a conspiracy. So there's so much evidence proving the flat earth concept to be incorrect. Let's talk about it. I I think everyone listening is probably like, yeah, Zoe, flat earth is a conspiracy theory, but the people that believe in the flat earth concept, really think that it's real. And some of them, as we'll get into this, you'll see some of them genuinely perform like experiments and do scientific things to try and prove that it's flat. So to them, they are almost like scientists. They're, I mean, they are practicing science. So I don't want to, I never want to shame someone for... That kind of like, like, you know, they're going out and they're trying to figure it out. But it is a conspiracy theory, so I hope that's not offensive, but it is what it is. According to Wikipedia, many ancient cultures subscribed to a flat earth cosmography, including Greece until the classical period, 323 BC, the Bronze Age and Iron Age civilizations of the Near East until the Hellenistic period, 31 BC, and China until the 17th century. The idea of a spherical earth appeared in ancient Greek philosophy with Pythagoras in 6th century B.C., although most pre-Socratics 6th to 5th century B.C. retained the flat earth model. In the early 4th century B.C., Plato wrote about a spherical earth, and by about 330 B.C., his former student Aristotle had provided strong empirical evidence for this. Knowledge of the earth's global shape then gradually began to spread beyond the Hellenistic world. So essentially every culture at some point has thought that the earth was flat for a myriad of reasons, ranging from simply observing the land around them and just assuming the earth is flat to believing that the Bible claims that the earth is flat and like under a dome and pretty much any possibility in between. And different groups have thought that the earth was flat and circular. Others have thought that the earth was flat and square. But eventually most all have come around to understand that the earth is round. The flat earth concept resurfaced in the 1800s as an act of resistance to scientific progress, especially among those who wished to return to biblical literalism. So we still see this today with, um, I think, of like anti-vaxxers and other sort of people who push against modern day science. They typically, especially if they're heavily religious, will kind of be like, well, it doesn't say this in the Bible or it says this, this, and this. So it makes sense um, that we would see this coming up as kind of a resistance to scientific progress. I think people, when we come out with new scientific information and it doesn't make sense or people don't understand it or it seems maybe scary, people decide to resist it. Um, Resistance is a common theme. But that was from Physics World. And then Samuel Rowbotham, Rowbotham supposedly proved that the Earth is flat. According to Wikipedia, in the modern era, the pseudoscientific belief in a flat earth originated with the English writer Samuel Rowbotham in, with the 1849 pamphlet, Zetetic Astronomy. Lady Elizabeth Blunt established the Universal Zetetic Society in 1893, which published journals. The International Flat Earth Research Society was set up in the UK in 1956 by Samuel Shinton, and it was regarded Samuel Shinton. I think I literally know somebody that has that name from like middle school. I don't like know them to this day. And he kind of had one of those faces that looked very like, like renaissance-y. Like he, you know, when you look at someone and you're like, you look like you belong in like a completely different era. Like you look like you're from the medieval times or something. He had one of those faces. He was like 12 years old and looked like a grown man (laughs) with like, oh, one of those like perfect butt chins and like big lips and like big hair. Um, Sam Shinton, if you're listening, if you're still, like, beautiful Squidward, let me know. So, yeah, he created the Flat Earth Society. It was regarded by many people as, like, amusing and of little consequence. I read that they said it was, like, they thought it was just a little bit of, like, British eclectic humor. I'm like, I don't really know how that's funny. But in the early 2000s with the rise of the internet, the idea of the Flat Earth Society... Became more widespread and it gained traction mostly in U.S. online forums because shocker, right? I don't really need to say much more. I noticed this. A lot of conspiracy theories in the U.S. And there's a lot of like specific to the U.S. conspiracy theories. um, And so I'm thinking of doing like a, a, a look at different conspiracy theories based on geographical region around the world. But I thought it was interesting that this started in the U.K., picked up traction in the U.S., um, the Flat Earth Society was relaunched in October of 2009, and the annual Flat Earth Conference began with like genuine interest. So that's like a little history about Flat Earth. Let's talk about the different theories that live in the world of Flat Earth. So the two main theories that we're going to talk about today are the firmament theory and the infinite plane theory. So Mark Sargent, who I'll talk a little bit more about later, but he is a huge proponent for the flat earth theory or conspiracy theory, I should say. Mark Sargent says that there's varying camps within the flat earth community. So about 70% of flat earthers believe that the earth's flat disk is covered by a dome, like a snow globe, and this is called the firmament. And this is what I learned about When I first learned about Flat Earth, I was very big into conspiracy theories around, like, 13, 14. And so I remember learning about the firmament, and that was all I had known about. So all this other stuff was new to me. This theory touts that the North Pole is at the center of the Earth, and then, like, all the water and the land is around it. And then Antarctica serves as, like, the outer rim of the disk, that is the Earth, and it's kind of like a pie crust. The remaining 30% believe that the disk is not covered, and that there are more versions of the disks in the universe, or that the disk is just infinite. The Infinite Plane Society believes a few different versions, so some people believe that instead of Earth being a discrete disk, Antarctica just goes on forever in all directions. Which I'm like, okay... The earth is actually an infinite plane in all directions is like basically what they're implying. So some think that there are layers. So in one theory, like the water and the continents are in the middle and then Antarctica encapsulates them. And then there's another layer beyond that of land and water, like outside of Antarctica. And then it's encapsulated by another rim of ice and so on and so forth, like a layered cake or something. I don't know. I don't think that was a good example, but... So they kind of have different versions of it. So it's like when I – when they were talking about this in the documentaries that I watched, um, which the one that I watched and got a lot of information from was Behind the Curve, which is a 2018 Netflix documentary. It's not on Netflix anymore. Shocker. You have to buy it or rent it on, like, YouTube. So when I heard that, I was thinking that there was just, like, okay, there's one disk of Earth and then there's another separate disk of Earth, another separate disk of Earth, like a bunch of them. But basically what they're saying is there's one and then it's like just infinite, never-ending, or there's one that's like layers upon layers around itself, kind of like a crust, almost like the crust of the spherical Earth, but flat. (laughs) So that's another kind of not as popular take on the flat Earth conspiracy theory. So according to Physics World, the most recent U.S. model suggests that the sun and moon are 50 kilometers, which uh, we don't use kilometers in the US. So I think, I think physics world is, um, as I was reading it, I think it's probably published in like the UK because of the way they type. And physics world is a pretty popular source in the physics world. (laughs) Believe that. Um, So that got a lot of good information from them. But yeah, so the most recent US model of The flat earth, I guess, globe. I guess it wouldn't be a globe, but the model of the flat earth suggests that the sun and moon are 50 kilometers in diameter and circle the disk-shaped earth at a height of 5,500 kilometers with the stars above this on a rotating dome. I don't know why I said it like that. The stars above this. Many flat earthers also reject gravity with the UK model suggesting that the disk is itself accelerating up at 9.8 I guess meters per second squared to give the illusion of gravity. I watched this vice uh video. Yeah, that's the word Zoe. And it was a video of they they went to one of the flat earth annual conventions, which I'll get into some more detail about, but they went and just kind of like spoke to some of the people that were there. And it seems like a lot of them don't believe in gravity. They believe that because we're not like physically spinning, falling over, gyrating, and that toilet water is not splashing onto people and water is not, well, I guess water is moving like the ocean and stuff, but because of that, we must not be rotating through space. They say that it's not gravity that keeps us sounded, it's that we're on a flat surface. So most flat earthers believe that there is a powerful group that is responsible for our misunderstanding of the Earth's shape. And they're trying to conceal the truth that the Earth is flat from us. So I'm sure that some people in the flat Earth community probably just think that the Earth is flat and like there's nothing more to it and we're just wrong about the shape. But the majority of flat Earthers all believe that there is some sort of entity that is purposefully lying to us about the shape. And this is why... We call it a conspiracy theory because when we are performing experiments and finding out information, we're doing it for the pure curiosity, the pure desire to understand how the process works, not because, like, there's not this overarching theme of, like, and they're trying to hide it from us, you know what I mean? And it it's giving, like... I talked a little bit about this in the episode with TJ, but as I was doing a lot of this research, I started to notice there's a lot of overlap with conspiracy theories. Like, if you believe in Flat Earth, you might believe in 9-11, and you might believe in the Illuminati, and maybe you are also a QAnon member, and they all have the common theme of New World Order, some sort of group keeping secrets from the masses, but it never really explains, like, why, like, what the purpose would be. So that's just something to keep in mind. Like, that's, that's really the big thing that keeps Flat Earth from being taken seriously. Um, because there's really nothing wrong with, you know, disagreeing with what scientists are telling us. I mean, not, I guess, I don't want to say disagreeing, but, like, questioning it. You should question things. There's nothing wrong with questioning things. Do the experiments, figure it out, get the knowledge. Like, I totally am an advocate for that. Like, why not? But when you start bringing in, like, these statements of, you know, we're being controlled and stuff like that, that's when it's, like, you can't really – People don't take that seriously. And that's where I think people get upset with flat earthers. And then flat earthers get upset because we don't take them seriously. And then it's kind of this vicious cycle. So I have a list of who the flat earthers have (laughs) said could be this group controlling us and preventing us from knowing the real shape of the earth. So like I said, most flat earthers believe that there's a powerful group responsible for our misunderstanding of the earth's shape. And they are trying to conceal the truth. They can't say who they think is at the top, but many speculate it could be any of the following. Jewish people, the Jesuits, the Freemasons, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, Satanists, the Vatican, the Illuminati, the Bilderbergs, the Trilateral Commission, the Zionists, NASA, and the list goes on. So this is a compilation of different things that people at the convention have said, uh, Mark Sargent, Patricia Steer, a lot of people have, you know, come up with different combinations of who could be in charge pretty much any infamous group or honestly just regular group like I don't think I don't know enough about some of those like I don't think NASA or like the trilateral commission are like doing anything that people are like upset about but maybe they are I haven't really looked into it but just any essentially any group that has power has been alleged to be keeping flat earth a secret by the flat earthers Some flat earthers think that the globe theory is a way to hide God from the masses. So there are some flat earthers that make it spiritual, bring it into that kind of realm, religious world. There's, I guess, some sort of passage in the Bible. And like, I am the most uneducated when it comes to religion, and particularly Christianity. But I think there's like some sort of passage that people have interpreted to mean that we live on a flat earth with a dome. (laughs) But yeah, so that's, like, one of the reasons. But yeah, they think that – I don't really know what that means. Like, they didn't elaborate. But there was one guy at the convention who was like, we think that the earth is flat and they're telling us it's round to hide God, which I don't really – like, where is he hiding? I would just want to know because I'm interested. (laughs) The varying flat earth conceptualizations are attributed to – Competition, conspiracy, paranoia. It kind of reminds me of the Backrooms episode where we discussed the different canons of the Backrooms. So the pure Backrooms, which is just essentially the Backrooms, that's it. Like there's no monsters in there. There's not levels to it. Versus the infinite Backrooms that has like literally thousands of levels and monsters and entities and supplies and all that stuff. And I think the varying camps within the flat Earth realm, kind of proves that it's. I don't know. It's very much like, it's like fan fiction or something. Like it, it, they can't really all come together. The only thing they really agree on is that the Earth is flat, and I think that just goes to show that it's not very like well-sounded in its quote theories. But also, I wanted to point out. It has been noted that most Flat Earthers believe in at least one conspiracy theory, and that is that the moon landing was faked. They all think the moon landing was faked. Other commonly believed theories include that governments control the weather and that chemtrails from airplanes consist of chemical or biological agents, which maybe I'll look into that because I don't really know where I stand on that. I don't know. i'm very gullible but like chemtrails chemtrails over the country club i got that from physics world and then almost all flat earthers have been introduced to the concept of flat earth through youtube and in 2019 youtube did acknowledge the problem of conspiracy theories Um, Kind of using YouTube as a host to spread misinformation and YouTube said that it would be tweaking its algorithm to reduce its recommendations of conspiracy theory videos. And when I was researching for this, I did notice it was a lot more difficult to find conspiracy videos. It was easier to find stuff being like, Flat Earth is not real and Illuminati is not real than it was to find people advocating for it. I was able to find some of it because I watched that documentary. So, like, I knew people who were, like, big heads in the Flat Earth community from that. And so I was able to, like, find their content. But when I first learned about, like, Flat Earth and the Illuminati, you could go on YouTube and find, like, hour-long videos in, like, 10-video series of people, like, those cryptic, creepy, like, slideshow-type videos of people being like, this is why the Illuminati is real, it would spook you. And, it, like, I believed that shit. So I, that's what I wanted to find. I wanted to find those videos so that I could relay the information on this episode and, like, explain why people probably think this. Um, there's also tons of books that people have written about, like, Flat Earth and the Illuminati. And I honestly just didn't want to read them. <laughs> But I do miss that, like, it's good that YouTube is, like, working on that and, you know, trying to prevent. Because, like, they're not going to take that shit down. Freedom of speech type shit, whatever, they're not going to take everything down. But they are probably going to use the algorithm to make it more difficult to find. And that was what I was experiencing. But it's just so juicy. I just love that kind of, like, weird content that makes you believe in it. It's the same with, like, creepypastas and stuff like that. Like, I'll just fall down the rabbit hole. So... Let's talk about flat earth believers. So the first person that I want to mention is Matt Boylan. He also goes by Math Powerland. And supposedly he's a former NASA artist. So I think he would like make statues and stuff. There was like a picture of like an astronaut that he made. I don't know. And he was kind of the first person on the internet um, because every like – century or so somebody comes out and like makes a splash and they're like the earth is flat but like now we have the internet so it's made a huge splash. So he was one of the first people to kind of like really freak people out and I think it worked because he did have prior experience working with NASA and so people were like, "Oh, well, he probably knows." But he wasn't like a he wasn't a science guy there. He wasn't doing any work or anything. He was just an artist. So I don't really know how much you can take from what he has to say, but his story is that supposedly at a NASA party, high-ranking NASA officials told him that the GPS systems don't work in Antarctica because the Earth is flat, and he said they just all started laughing. And I'm like, maybe because it was a joke. Have you ever considered that? Like, maybe they just told you a funny I don't know. I don't know how GPS systems work, but, like, why would the curvature of the Earth matter? Maybe it does. I don't know. If you know, tell me. But this also reminds me of the Friday the 13th, or not Friday the 13th, but, um, yeah, I guess Friday the 13th. The episode I did for Unlucky 13, my 13th episode, there was a study that was published by actual scientists, and they were saying that, like, you're more likely to get into a car accident on Friday the 13th. But it was, like, a satirical, like, tongue-in-cheek, ha-ha kind of journal entry. And they do it at, like, the Christmas edition of that specific scientific journal. And that's just supposed to be known. And so people, like, took it literally. And which, first of all, I'm like, I get it. Like, you're scientists trying to have a little fun, whatever. But, like, people are very gullible. I'm very gullible. Don't publish stuff in scientific journals that's not – meant to be taken literally, because then people are going to believe it. So I thought of that because I'm like, maybe these scientists like thought that they were telling like a funny joke, like, ha the earth is flat. And this man believed them because they are fucking insane scientists that you would want to believe. So that's kind of my theory on Matt Boylan and his gung-ho flat earth internet expedition. Okay, so I just went on YouTube and I was looking at Math Powerland, who is Matt Boylan on YouTube, and there's like a three-hour long video of him talking about Flat Earth and Donald Trump and all this crazy stuff, and a lot of his original content about Flat Earth, it looks like it's been deleted. I think he had some stuff removed on YouTube and Google. It looks like he may have, I think people like sponged him because he was kind of spreading a lot of crazy stuff. Also, I saw that there's this like musician named Matt Boylan Smith. So I kind of feel bad for him that his name is Matt Boylan. But um yeah, he's got all these videos that are quite interesting. Like World War Three is Flat Earth. He's got music on here that he's like singing about Flat Earth. Um He has like a purge video that's like him it's like a enactment of him being purged by the government because he's spreading everything about flat earth a common thing with flat earthers is they think that the pictures that we have in space of the earth and other things in space are just paintings and like they're not real or they're like digitally created he has a video that's like does the bible say the earth is a globe Um, he's got some vaccine stuff, the craziest notion, flattening the curve, and they're very chaotic. Definitely take a look at them, but he just doesn't seem okay (laughs) is all I'm going to say. So now let's talk about Mark Sargent, who is kind of like the face of Flat Earth today. And he is a big member of the Flat Earth Society. So in the documentary I watched, one of the first things that he says is, The South Pole. It's like a 200-foot wall of ice, straight up, Game of Thrones style, and the sun and the moon are just lights in the sky. And he compares our Flat Earth kind of to The Truman Show, which I actually have not watched, but um, if you've seen it, you kind of get what I guess he's trying to say. Mark is a self-proclaimed conspiracy theorist who has read every single conspiracy. Flat Earth was just the icing on his cake. So He became a flat earther because he tried to debunk flat earth. He said that he was a conspiracy theorist, really interested in it. Like, I guess he believes in conspiracies if he can't disprove them. And I think flat earth, is funny to me that that's one that he feels like he couldn't disprove because I feel like that's one of the more straightforward conspiracy theories versus like the Illuminati or like the 9-11, whatever, like, those are i to me i feel like a little bit more difficult to disprove just because like we don't really know what goes on in the government and stuff like that but like with the earth being flat it's just like literally science like it's nothing crazy like i feel like war people are more likely to be like secretive and lie about than just like the shape of the earth so Yes, he became a flat earther because he tried to debunk flat earth and he could not, supposedly. His mom is in the documentary and she seems to not really choose a side. Mark said that his mother would say the glass is half full, but he would say that the glass is controlled by a secret agency or something. So that just kind of gives you a depiction of the two of them. And she's very supportive of him. Like, she seems like a sweet mom She doesn't tell people that he's a flat earther because she doesn't want people to think that they're screwy. Those are her words. But he's kind of famous now, so I think that's like the cat's out of the bag. And this is in the documentary, and she's in it with him, so people know. She said that she's not necessarily a believer, but she wants to see proof that the earth is not flat, which I'm like, there's a lot of that, babe. Um, Her prayer is that truth will be revealed either way. So Mark Sargent got into flat earth because he saw a video on YouTube discussing how the flight paths in the Southern Hemisphere don't make sense. Like something about not stopping for like gas and then like curving, like they're not curving like they should be, like they're just going straight or something like that. And then he started watching the videos by Matt Boylan. So fell down that rabbit hole. He then started releasing his own YouTube videos called Flat Earth Clues, which came out in 2015. And his YouTube channel is up. He has hundreds, maybe even like a thousand or more videos on YouTube. He has a ton. Because he has like the Flat Earth Clues. And then he has a show. It's called, I think, The Secret Show. He's got interviews. Like all sorts of things are on there. So he quickly gained popularity with Flat Earth Clues. And this was kind of... he's, He's kind of responsible for the state of the Flat Earth community as we know it today. He said that... Someone at the airport recognized him and like they – he was going through like a bag screening and they literally didn't even – like I guess his bag was flagged and they just didn't even check it. They were like, oh, are you Matt Sargent? He was like, yeah. And the guy like winked at him and he was like, okay, and passed his bag back. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So Mark says that there are no well-known scientists in the flat earth community because once they get to a certain level of education – they can't be a part of it because they either join the controlling group that's concealing the, the flat earth from us, and they have to keep the flat earth a secret, or they're not willing to go on the record as a public flat earth believer because they don't want to destroy their reputation in the science community. A lot of flat earthers are actually closeted for fear of being shamed. But I just feel like if you're a genuine, like, <laughs> if you're a well-known, respectable, a good scientist, and you think the Earth is flat, why be secretive about it? Like, go figure it out, babe, you're a scientist. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about it. Mark also believes that we have not sent humans into space. He states that this is going to sound wild when I say this. No astronaut has ever been on a top of a pile of liquid explosives launched off in space. The rockets go up, sure, but there's nobody in them. And that was from ABC News. So that's Mark Sargent in a nutshell for you. This next flat earther doesn't really have like any merit to his reputation as to why you should like look to this guy and be like, oh yeah, I believe in flat earth now. He's just a a regular guy. Um, But he was in the documentary and I just thought he was interesting. So I'm going to mention him. His name is Nathan Thompson and he got into the flat earth conspiracy by, he was doing what he calls brain programs. And he was, like, learning how to bounce balls off of the tops of hammers, memorizing all of the states and their capitals, memorizing the elements, like, doing things to just strengthen his brain, which I'm like, yeah, you should do that. Like, do a Sudoku or a puzzle. Like, do those kinds of things. It's good for you. But his brain coach, here we go, suggested that he look into flat earth and the rest was history. So I just think it's so fucking funny that his brain coach was like, you should look into flat earth. I think you'd agree with it. So he said, Nathan said that he ran into a NASA employee at Starbucks, which first of all I'm like, how do you know is a NASA employee? Are you stalking them or do they wear like something that's like I work for NASA? But he just casually runs into a NASA employee. And also like of all the people to run into a NASA employee, it has to be a flat earther. I mean, I guess it's not like that out of the blue just because so many people unfortunately are flat earthers now. But anyways, okay. He ran into a NASA employee at Starbucks and he asked why he hates Americans and why NASA is the Hebrew word for deceive. And he said that technically the word is Nashah, I think is how you say it, but it sounds similar. And I'm like... Okay, dude, I think that's a stretch. (laughs) There's, like, a clip of the video in the documentary of this interaction, and the employee is like, where did you get that? Like, why do you think I hate Americans? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He ends up getting kicked out of the Starbucks. Not the NASA employee, but Nathan Thompson. So Nathan created the official Flat Earth and Globe discussion group on Facebook, and in 2018, it had 53,000 members. When I checked, it looked like there were only around 19.2k members. So there may be duplicate groups or maybe people have left the group over some controversy because, I mean, it's 2022 now. I haven't heard a lot about Flat Earth and I haven't seen a lot of news about Flat Earth that was like super recent. Most of the news was from like 2017, 2018, 2019. So I don't know if there was some sort of break where people kind of like realized that it's not the truth, but hopefully that's the case. So Nathan's beliefs, along with others, go further than just the Flat Earth. Um, Obviously, I mentioned, like, the conspiracy of, you know, the New World Order type vibes. He also thinks that we're not descendants of monkeys and that dinosaurs aren't real. So all the Flat Earthers kind of have their own, like, interpretations of why we're being told that it's round and, like, how not only is that, like, one thing that we're being lied to about in school, but there's a lot of things, like the dinosaurs and the monkeys and... We are being lied to a lot of things about in school, like, like history-wise and stuff, but I don't know if it's to that extent. Another flat earther, Patricia Steer, was originally not a flat earther. She was just like an interviewer, and she started interviewing flat earthers, and through these interviews, she became a flat earther. Then she met Mark Sargent, and they started a show called The Secret Show, like I mentioned. And they kind of had this like weird... like lovey-dovey, kind of back-and-forth situation, but I don't think it ever blossomed into anything. Patricia, she claims that she doesn't believe anything at all, ever, unless she can see it for herself. She doesn't trust any sources. Like, an example she gave was that she doesn't believe the Boston bombing was real, and she wouldn't believe it was real unless she was there and had her own leg blown off, like, to see it. Which is such a fucked up way of thinking about things. And this is a very common practice amongst flat earthers. And I think like to an extent, the the principle behind it, I feel like I feel like it's a defense mechanism. I feel like we live in a day and age where ew, why did I say that? <laughs> we live in a time where we receive so much information all the time. And I was talking to TJ about this. We don't have the emotional space to acknowledge everything that we know about all the time happening all over the world. There's so many sad things. There's so many scary things. There's so many new things. We find things out through science. And then, like, how do we really know if it's true? Like, we're just humans on this earth floating in, like, the middle of the fucking universe. So I feel like that's probably, like, a defense mechanism to not have to process things that, like, just seem scary or don't make sense. Um, So I'm not going to, like, harp on them too much about that, but it's really not a great way of thinking. Maybe we should just, like, not use the internet as much (laughs) and, like, love each other and help each other and not hurt each other. Another flat earther is the rapper B.O.B., and this is probably one of the more well-known ones. According to Physics World, in 2017, the rapper B.O.B. started a crowdfunding campaign to launch a satellite. His aim was to raise $200,000, which he later upped to $1 million on the GoFundMe website, with the aim of sending one or more crafts into space to help him, quote, find the curve, the term that flat earthers use to describe the edge of our supposed disk-shaped planet. So, I feel like B.O.B. like has money. I don't know if he needed to do like a GoFundMe. I just thought that was weird. Others who at least at like one point in time believed the earth was flat include Tila Tequila, which was a name I had completely forgotten about. Kyrie Irving, Shaq. There were quite a few other athletes that were flat earthers. I feel like also there was some crossover with Scientologists and flat earthers a little bit there. There. There was a good bit of people, like, at one point, I think, you know, when it was popping off, 27, 2018, that came out. And they are like, I think the earth is flat. And a lot of people have retracted those statements. And I think when you're famous, you can probably, like, get some of that stuff taken off the internet. Because I was watching some videos and I saw a lot of people. But then when you, like, try to look it up, it's not quite as easy to find. The flat earth had people in a chokehold. Like, I knew people that believe flat earth. I don't know if they still do. Ziggy is in here. And he's being such a good boy. He's laying on my amazing new rug. So these are some lifestyle things about being a flat earther. So there are flat earth dating websites because it's not a rule that like you can't date people who don't also believe in flat earth, but you just can't date someone who doesn't believe in flat earth too. Because it causes issues. I mean, people get divorced over this. People break up over this. In the documentary, like at the convention, people were like, oh, yeah, like I left my husband or like my mom doesn't speak to me anymore because I'm a flat earther. So they have websites for people to meet and both believe that the earth is flat, (laughs) which is crazy. It's sad because like, I don't think I would be, I would not be able to date a flat earther because I just wouldn't be able to handle that. I mean, I guess if I was dating someone already and then they discovered that or they decided that the earth was flat, like I would try to convince them otherwise. But I guess it makes sense that they have to have their own website. There's also flat earth rappers and singer songwriters. And like they kind of go hard if they weren't talking about the earth being flat. Also, Logan Paul apparently put out a satirical flat earth documentary in 2019. He also made a flat earth song. I don't really care to watch the documentary if you've seen it let's talk about it. But I was like, I'm not about to sit here and watch this (laughs) and spend my precious time doing that. So let's talk about the conferences. So the first international Flat Earth Conference happened in, can you guess where? Raleigh, North Carolina in November of 2017. Love that for us. So let's talk a little bit about Matt and Mark at this conference. So Matt Boylan, refused to come to the conference because he was convinced that Mark was working for the government or like the Warner Brothers or something. And he went into this whole thing about the Pentagon and the CIA. And I think it was because they had like slightly differing views on the earth being flat, but also Mark Sargent was getting a ton of popularity and views and all sorts of stuff. And so with him kind of disagreeing, or having some differences in his views. I think it really like pissed Matt off and then also he was like, who is this guy just coming in and like getting all this popularity and like taking away the limelight like he must be working for whatever group it is that's hiding the flat earth from us. So yeah, he's like going crazy on YouTube, which I didn't see any of those videos. There were some clips of it in the documentary, but that came out in 2018, so they might be gone now, but He basically went crazy on the internet about being, like, the father of Flat Earth. Like, he was the originator in the modern day. I'm like, hmm, that's not supposed to be the point of Flat Earth, right? Like, I thought we were just trying to prove that the Earth is flat. Like, who gives a shit? Like, who was the first person to talk about Flat Earth? It's not about winning. It's not a competition. If you really are looking at it from a scientific perspective, you just want to show everyone that the Earth is flat. You don't care who's doing it. So to me, that's evidence that this is all a hoax. The guy who came forward with this supposed information from NASA is now spiraling into all of these different conspiracy theories saying Mark is, like, working for the CIA, whatever, whatever, whatever. It just doesn't seem credible. At the end of the day, Mark is still saying the Earth is flat. So, like, if he was really working for, like, the CIA or whatever, I don't think that makes sense that he would still be purporting that the Earth is flat. Like, if anything, maybe it would be, like, someone who gained... Traction on the internet being like the earth is not flat. But I guess we have a lot of people doing that already. So maybe it's like it's supposed to be a mind fuck thing. And I don't know, but they're all very conspiratorial. So when they asked Matt to be in the Behind the Curve documentary, he requested $5,000, 12% of the profits, creative control, a guarantee that he'd be featured in 25 to 50% of the film and that they support his unverified claim that Mark Sargent is secretly a Warner Brothers executive using an alias. So obviously, they were not able to follow through with this request. I'm not really sure what the whole Warner Brothers thing is, like why he is thinking that. I Maybe I'll do some research and try to figure out if there's like some sort of conspiracy about Warner Brothers. I know that there's like, a lot of weird corruptness in Hollywood and, like, TV, movie productions and stuff. So maybe that's just what he's hinting at. But I'm like, why is he so obsessed with him being a Warner Brothers executive? Like, I don't really get it. But anyways, so at the first annual Flat Earth Convention, Mark announced at the conference that they have acquired money to begin the search to find the edge of the earth. He also told ABC News that though there are some kinks to work out, the dome theory is pretty much accurate. He promises that the Earth is definitely not round. Then in 2018, they had another convention in Denver, Colorado. There were lectures including talking to your family and friends about flat Earth, NASA, and other space lies, and 14 plus ways the Bible says flat Earth. And that was from Physics World. So I wasn't able to find anything about flat Earth conviction I wasn't able to find anything about flat earth conventions in more recent years. So like 2019 and beyond, but I haven't heard much about flat earthers in a while. So maybe it's dying down, hopefully. So let's talk about some of the experiments that flat earthers have conducted to try to prove that the earth is flat. So first we'll talk about, this isn't really an experiment, I, I guess, but solar eclipses. So everyone, I guess there was one in 2018. I don't remember. Um, exactly when that big one was that everyone freaked out about, probably around that time. But everyone was like, how are they going to explain solar eclipses? And Mark says, quote, it's just another part of the firmament. So since flat earthers don't believe or trust anything unless they see it with their own eyes, Mark drove to check out this solar eclipse. I don't remember exactly where he drove. I think he's somewhere on the West Coast. So he drove a little ways to see it from like this perfect spot. And he concluded that, this is a quote and stick with me here. It's like seeing a special effect in a movie that really catches you off guard. It appeared that the sun is self-eclipsing, that there was no three-dimensional object that was moving in front of the sun. And that's what we've been thinking about the moon. So when I saw this, it's like, oh yeah, of course, of course that's what it's doing. End quote. So I don't I don't really follow that. Like I don't what I don't know what self-eclipsing would mean. Like in I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I he's saying like because he did not see a physical object like the moon go in front of the sun with his own eyes, then that didn't happen. The sun's just doing that itself. And I'm like, "But how can you conclude that? Like how do you know the sun is self-eclipsing? It doesn't make sense." Um, But that was what he said, so. The next experiment is the laser experiment. This experiment was held at Victoria Canal in Holt, California with lasers and leveling over a 3.88-mile stretch. They set up three posts, all equal distance apart, and the intention was to shoot a laser through them to see if they all hit the same point on the posts. If the laser hit all the posts at the same point, then the Earth is flat. If the laser hit the posts at different points, the Earth is round. During execution, though, they were unable to fulfill the experiment because the laser beam was too wide to mark a specific point on the posts. It was like, I mean, these were big-ass posts. And the laser beam was, like, 15 feet wide, even with, like, a, I can't remember what the word is. They put, like, I guess, like, filter tips on it to, like, make it thinner and thinner, and it was still too big. So they weren't able to, like, mark a specific point. So the beam took up the whole panel of the post instead of like a specific point. So they made a backup experiment. One of the flat earth key experimental tools, according to Physics World, is a Nikon P900 camera with a times 83 optical zoom. I guess I'm saying that right. So they're able to capture details not visible to the naked eye. They hope to use it to show that objects don't disappear over the horizon, but come back into view when examined at high enough resolution. So that was the explanation that Physics World gave. So the backup experiment was a camera experiment. For this experiment, they would use a camera to look through holes carved into two panels at 17 feet tall. One person would stand at the other end of the poles with a light pointing, shining through the holes back toward the camera at 17 feet. And the idea is that if they can see the light shining through the holes with the camera, then they think the Earth is flat. If not, then the Earth is round. So during execution, they asked the guy holding the light at what height he was holding it, and he says 17 feet, and they're like, okay, we don't see it. So they told him to hold it way high over his head, which he does, and then they do see the light, and then the documentary ends. So that was (laughs) – I was like, what does that mean? So my thought process here is that he's probably holding it roughly like a foot above his head, which means it's probably at like 18 feet, not 17 But also, the earth has hills and such. So, like, I'm not really sure this experiment works. Like, they also didn't say in the documentary how far apart these posts were in the second experiment. So, I don't really know if this was like damning evidence to them one way or the other. I don't think it is. So, the next experiment I want to talk about is the gyroscope experiment. Flat earthers raised $20,000 to buy a fucking gyroscope for experimentation. So the concept is, as the Earth rotates, the gyroscope appears to lean off axis, staying in its original position as the Earth's curvature changes in relation. What they found when they turned on that gyroscope was a 15 degree per hour drift. They acknowledged that the gyroscope's behavior confirmed exactly what you'd expect from a gyroscope on a rotating globe, which has already been discovered and proven at this point. They were taken aback. They were not willing to accept this, so they start looking for ways to disprove it. And they just didn't want to acknowledge that, like, well, they did acknowledge, but they didn't want to accept that the gyroscope was actually registering the motion of the Earth. So despite further experimental refinements, the gyroscope consistently behaves as if the Earth is round, and they still have not changed their belief system. So it's just frustrating because they are re-performing experiments, they are doing their own experiments, and they're all coming to the conclusion that, like, the Earth is round. But they refuse to believe it. And so they just keep finding more and more things to try. It's like, at what point are you going to give up? Like, there are other things that need, like, put this passion towards something else. Um, Something that, like, is, you know, actually important and would actually make a difference in people's lives. According to Physics World, given that flat earthers place so much emphasis on naked eye observations, Bruce Sherwood and colleague Derek Roth Decided to create a navigable 3D computer simulation of a flat Earth to see how well it could replicate what we see. Based on the US version of the flat Earth model, it allows anyone to virtually roam a flat world. There were many things that show tremendous discrepancies. One of the major problems is the size and brightness of the sun. In the flat Earth model, this varies by more than a factor of two from sunrise to midday, something we obviously do not see. The night sky also differs. In the northern hemisphere, we see constellations rising in the east and arcing across the sky, but in the flat Earth model, they would just circle at a constant height. So that was all a quote from Physics World. This model has proven to be more difficult to debunk as it looks at things from the flat earthers' perspective, and it basically proves them wrong. Various other well-renowned scientists have made statements in an effort to curb the flat Earth movement. Of course, our beloved Bill Nye the Science Guy and Neil deGrasse Tyson have made statements, as well as astronauts who've literally been in space and seen it, physicists, and many more. But I guess, like, if you're an astronaut, the flat earthers don't give a shit because they don't even think that you've actually been to space. So let's talk about why the Earth is not flat. And I got this from Physics World again because Physics World was pretty dope um, (laughs) during my research. And I'll put all my sources, as always. So this says... The idea that the Earth is a sphere why did I say like that? The idea that the Earth is a sphere was all but settled by ancient Greek philosophers such as Aristotle, who obtained empirical evidence after travelling to Egypt and seeing new constellations of stars. Eratosthenes in the third century BC became the first person to calculate the circumference of the Earth, which I'm like how? I don't understand. But I believe it. <laughs> I just I can't understand some Some science things. I'm like, wow, people are so fucking smart. So crazy. Islamic scholars made further advanced measurements from about the 9th century AD onwards, while European navigators circled the Earth in the 16th century. Images from space were final proof, if any were needed. Many of the arguments used by flat Earth proponents can be easily dismissed with trigonometry or basic physical laws. A good place to start is with Foucault's pendulum. Foucault? I don't know. The device named after the French physicist Leon Foucault, Foucault, who in 1851 famously hung a heavy 28 kilogram brass bob from a 67 meter chain in the Pantheon in Paris. Such a pendulum, which can swing in any plane, changes direction during the course of a day, yielding direct evidence to the Earth's rotation though that hasn't stopped some flat earthers claiming that all Foucault pendulums are fraudulent and that museums use magnetic coils to turn the plane of the pendulum's rotation to make the earth seem to rotate. It just seems like so much effort to like convince us the earth is round. Okay, I just looked it up, it's Foucault. Another phenomenon that proves that earth is a spinning globe is the Coriolis effect, which acts perpendicular to the direction of motion of a spinning mass. This force leads to cyclones swirling clockwise in the southern hemisphere and counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere. That's crazy. I remember learning about that in school. Through the direction of winds, it also impacts ocean currents. Long-range military snipers even have to make allowance for deflections caused by the Coriolis effect. So I got all of that that was like quotes from Physics World as just a couple of examples as to why the Earth is round. We obviously have many more but I was, when I was looking at Math Powerland's YouTube page, there were people in the comments like, I knew the Earth was flat when I saw that long-range military snipers have to allow for deflections for the sphere Earth because that's the only thing that has to do that and planes don't have to do that and yada, yada, yada. It's just like, it, with flat earthers, it's like anything you tell them, they're going to choose to not believe. So speaking of that, my next part of my notes is cults versus conspiracies. And I bring this up because in the Flat Earth episode, in the Illuminati episode, I just couldn't help but see all the similarities between cults and conspiracy theories, which I had never really like connected the dots before. But I wanted to do a little bit of research to see if there's any like scientific link that shows that they're similar because you can have a conspiracy theory and then you start having like the organizations that people join and become a part of and they have like meetings and they start doing work for and and then I'm like okay when does it become a cult so Dr. Janja Lalik a sociologist who was formerly a part of a left-wing cult I think she said in the 70s or 80s has openly discussed the similarities between cults and conspiracies. So according to Dr. Lalik's framework, cults share four behaviors or characteristics. And I got this from wired.com. It was actually like a transcript of a video. The four behaviors include a transcendent belief system. And she says, the transcendent belief system is the overarching ideology that gives you the answers to the past, the present, and future. It's a new way for you to understand the world and your role in the world. It's exclusive You're led to believe that it is the only way to think, it's the only true belief system, and it's inclusive, and that when you are a part of that, you feel like you're a member of the elite, you're special, and there is something wrong with people who aren't a part of it. So that rings pretty true to conspiracy theories as well. Um, In all the videos I watched of flat earthers, they're all like, they're just like, you're wrong, you're wrong, the earth's not round, I don't understand, people don't get it, blah, 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 blah. Systems of control is the next uh, core behavior, and she says that people are expected to speak a certain way and behave a certain way, express their beliefs and ideas via paraphernalia and slogans, which Flat Earth definitely has, um, like find the curve, flat is a four-letter word, like there's a lot of different things that they say, and they have tons of like t-shirts that say like picture or painting with like a photo of around Earth. The next behavior is systems of influence. Systems of influence are the more subtle manipulations of your emotions. Guilt, shame, fear, love. Um, Dr. Lelick says one big part of the systems of influence is the peer pressure. The chanting of the slogans at a rally is one of the systems of influence. It's what we call a high arousal technique that basically gets the believer or the follower pumped up And when you get pumped up, your critical thinking shuts down. So when your critical thinking shuts down, you're not able to question, what the hell am I doing? You're just going along with the crowd. And this kind of mass hysteria sets in when everybody's chanting the same thing, and it sort of reaffirms your loyalty. So that's what she said, especially with like the Flat Earth Conventions and stuff like that. like They all get together and echo chamber and reaffirm their beliefs. The final behavior or characteristic is having a charismatic leader. The charismatic leader is someone who has power over you. It's a social relationship, and it's based on this imbalance of power. It's actually not an attribute that someone is born with, but it's the fact that you attribute that quality to that person, and that's what gives them the power. And then you're obligated to honor and revere and worship that person, and the charismatic leader is obligated to be that charismatic leader and do things that makes him or her seem special. With online conspiracy groups, we don't necessarily see one leader standing up to be the charismatic leader, but there may be different people who play that role at different times. So I thought that was super interesting, especially as someone who was in a cult and someone who works with helping people normalize after being in cults. Online conspiracy communities have their own systems of control where people are expected to speak a certain way and behave a certain way. A parallel to what we see in cults is the concept of cognitive dissonance, which means when reality disagrees or like pushes up against your belief system, 99% of the time people are going to stick with their belief system rather than go with reality because it's what they know, it's what their identity is wrapped up in, it's safer and it's like embarrassing and uncomfortable to be like, oh my God, everything that I've been, le- been believing in and touting to people and doing for the last however long is wrong. Dr. Lalik says that all of these people have their doubts, so use critical compassion and help them understand and find a way out rather than shame them for their beliefs. And I think this is super important because, I mean, I've been guilty of this. Like, it's easy to make fun of people who believe in these kinds of things because it's like, How could you be so stupid? But like that is not the way to convince someone that they're wrong. Like when you go, when you approach someone that way, it makes them defensive and they're like, fuck you. Like, who are you to tell me that I'm stupid? You're stupid. And it becomes even more of a divide and you're just making it worse. Like that just applies to anything. Like anytime you're in a fight with someone or you disagree with someone, you don't approach them that way by like belittling them. And then expecting them to change, like, it just doesn't work. You have to, like, use compassion and reason and patience and watch your tone of voice. So I really like she, like, provided this information as to how you can help someone who might be in a cult. And I think this conversation that she was having was in reference to the cultish behavior of Donald Trump's followers, QAnon, all that good stuff. So... She says use critical compassion because you don't want to be, like, a pushover. According to Dr. Lalik, and this is, like, more targeted at, say, you have a loved one. Like, maybe your mom is deep in the QAnon rabbit hole and you you love her and you want her to come back to you. Versus, like, just a random stranger on, like, the side of the street who's protesting that the Earth is flat. This might not work quite as well. Um But yeah, so first you want to build rapport. You want to bring back good memories of things you did before. Don't challenge the person. Don't think, oh, I've got the best arguments. It's only going to drive that person deeper into whatever it is they believe in. So you have to think about how to connect with that person again in a way that's going to just open up their eyes a little bit. It may happen six months down the road, and that's why I say never give up, never give up hope, don't ever cut that person off. Being in a cult or being in one of these hateful groups, there's a lot of loneliness and stress. If that person can see a way out, they'll take it one day and they'll thank you. So I really liked that because, you know, it's scary out here, man. The information age. So while researching the connection between cults and conspiracy theories, I saw a few articles discussing how during the Trump presidency, when people were rioting, doctors and psychologists who specialize in normalizing cult survivors began working with people who fell victim to far-right ideologies, conspiracies, and hate groups. Trump's conspiratorial messages to the public and QAnon were, like, huge focuses of this. So I brought all of this up to say that while there are varying flat-earth conspiracy perspectives, and there isn't necessarily one charismatic leader of the flat-earthers, like, in fact, there's a few, like Samuel Rowbotham, who's dead now, um, Mark Sargent, Matt Boylan, Patricia Steer, so on and so forth, I do think that the flat earth movement resembles a cult and could kind of devolve into that or evolve. I don't know what would be the right way. There's more freedom to come and go and formulate their own opinions within the flat earth community than is typically seen within cults. And also the community is huge. I feel like a lot of times cults are smaller. But when you look at the foundation of a cult, the flat earthers are also... A kind of a perfect candidate almost. They aren't punished for disagreements within the community, but they do vehemently scoff at people who say the earth is round. There's definitely an us versus them mentality. People get divorced and lose friends and family over this, and they mostly all believe that there is some sort of secret alliance keeping information from us. So these are all characteristics of being in a cult. And this is from Wikipedia. I feel like it's very well written, so I wanted to share it with you guys. To maintain belief in the face of overwhelming contrary publicly available empirical evidence accumulated in the space age, modern flat earthers must generally embrace some form of conspiracy theory out of the necessity of explaining why major institutions such as governments, media outlets, schools, scientists, and airlines all assert that the world is a sphere. They tend to not trust observations they have not made themselves and often distrust or disagree with each other. So I have some statements made by professionals that I feel like are very important to discuss. So the first one is Dr. Joe Pierre. He's a professor of psychiatry at UCLA. And he says that we tend to form beliefs on a couple of things. One is your intuition and what just feels right. Two is our subjective experience. So for flat earthers, they're looking on the horizon. It looks flat. They believe it. He also discusses the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is basically the opposite of imposter syndrome. And it's a psychological finding that people who don't have knowledge or expertise on a subject tend to believe that they are, in fact, very knowledgeable on the topic. And that's what we see in the flat earth community, because, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, there's not a lot of scientists that are either in it or openly in it, and they don't have the knowledge necessarily to be able, like the scientific knowledge, to be able to perform the necessary experiments and whatever it is that they want to do to prove that the earth is flat. Like you can't just look at something and say, oh yeah, that's how it works. Like you need to have genuine evidence and research. And a lot of these people are just like regular everyday people who don't have those skill sets. And, and I, I think their argument would be that you know they don't really trust the science that would lead you to conclude that the Earth is round, so I don't. They probably don't think they need it. Yeah, so it's this is again that weird cycle. Another person, Doctor Spiros Mich- Michaelakis, is a physicist at Caltech, and he discusses not shaming people into changing their minds, which I think applies to anything. A teacher doesn't get mad at a student for not understanding. He says they help them figure out where they're stuck. What we shouldn't do is punish these people and push them to the fringe of society. Because that's not helping anybody. Lamar Glover is a physicist, and he says that flat earthers would be amazing scientists if they had the knowledge and the resources. They have the inquisitive nature, they're questioning authority, they... They have all the right ideas when it comes to hypotheses and experimenting. They just don't, it's just not geared the right way. He says that they are scientists that could have been, that fell through the cracks. And I love that because they do have good qualities about them. So let's just point them in the right direction. If you have a flat earther in your family, give them a little extra love. So my conclusion, I don't believe the earth is flat. Questioning things, wanting to understand how they work, going to figure it out is the process of science. Once you figure it out and realize that it doesn't align with what you hypothesized, you are supposed to just accept that you're wrong and move on. And it's not really about being right or wrong. It's just like, oh, I think this might be how it works. Like, let's go see. Okay, that's not quite how it works. Cool. Let's move on. But I think a lot of flat earthers take it personally and they're like, no, I'm right and that is where the flat earthers are different. They just want to keep finding ways to prove that they're right, but science isn't about being right, it's about facts. People fall victim to the flat earth concept because they don't have the knowledge or trust to understand the science behind a spherical earth, or they simply just choose to believe otherwise. Followers are persuaded by people with cult like qualities who encourage them to disregard proven facts, question authority, and do their own research. And by principle, Like I have said, there's nothing wrong with questioning authority and doing your own research, but we have questioned authority and done our own research, which is how we learned that the earth is round. Like at one point people thought it was flat. People were like, I don't know about that. And then we figured out it was round. So it's just kind of redundant and silly. According to Physics World, polling data from the firm Data Fulhoff indicate that 7% of the Brazilian population, which is some 11 million people, believe that the earth is flat. This has been attributed to a resurgent evangelical Christian church, and there are signs that this is spreading in Islamic countries too. In 2017, it was reported that a geology student in Tunisia was intending to submit a PhD defending her work on the flat earth model. So that's heavy. That's a lot of people. I mean, we're seeing children in school telling their teachers the earth is flat. The modern-day version of the flat earth awakening is much scarier than the ones that we've had in the past, because we have social media and QAnon and so many other conspiracy theories that people tie together into this one mass hysteria. It's interesting how in the information age, people don't actually have as much knowledge or common sense as like you would expect with all this information readily available at our fingertips. I think. Because we have the power of the Internet, people assume that we can use it to disprove things, which is true. But people often feel more powerful behind a computer screen. The Internet has created a space that has empowered people to incite a movement encouraging everyone to do their own research, conduct their own experiments, etc., which is not a bad thing but it's also just like kind of a waste of time in in this particular case. But of course, throw conspiracy thinking into it and the earth being round is no longer just a simple fact. It's a symbol for a greater hidden truth that we have to determine. But no one's going to tell you what that is because you need to do your own research and figure it out for yourself. Like that's the conspiracy part of it. And by do your own research, they don't mean look at like scientific journals or get an education to do the science yourself. They mean fall down deep web rabbit holes and like read forums written by anonymous fear mongers online that like, like if you read the comment sections on these things, it's crazy. It's just people being like, I didn't see that earth was curved, so it's not. And then people believe it. Sometimes I wonder how many conspiracy theories have started as creepypasta type posts and then people took hold of them and believe them as being real. Like, I can't even lie. I've fallen victim to this. Like I've believed in conspiracy theories And I believed in parts of them, and I think that, like, sometimes they do have some truth to them, but people just, like, explode them into these crazy, crazy things. But, I mean, it's one thing if it's harmless, but, like, I feel like this is, like, this flat earth shit is getting insane. It's a new wave of children going to school and learning that the earth is flat and, like, people are, like, losing family members. It's crazy. We've come full circle, really. Um, that's kind of where I want to leave it. I don't really know what else to say. It was really interesting. If anybody has any, um, like interesting videos or things on it, I'd love to hear about it. I love reading about conspiracy theories, but yep, that's where I'm going to wrap it up for today. And then next week we're going to have the Illuminati and after that I might Take like a little break from the conspiracy theories and maybe go back to maybe like a white collar crime. I don't know. We'll see. So with that being said, I guess I'll go ahead and wrap it up. Go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Go ahead and share this podcast with your friends and family. Follow us at Prof. Podcast. That's at P R O F S K-E-P podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email me at professional skepticism podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I hope you have a lovely week. Stay stuff, skeptics. Bye.